Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Tracy, your greeter this morning. Who's that? Well, thank you so much for calling in on this amazing Saturday morning that God has given us the glory, the honor, and the ability to be here on this Saturday morning. So we want to thank him. Amen. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Happy Saturday to you. Yes, happy Saturday. Thank you. Grateful for another day of life. Amen. Good yeah, morning. Good morning. So who's, that? who's that? I'm so sorry. Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Happy Saturday, ladies. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate you. You have Appreciate a wonderful you. day. Thank you. God, you are an amazing God, how we love you, honor you, and adore you on this Saturday morning for being the King of kings and Lord of lords over our life, oh God. Has there anybody else that joined the call that would like to say good morning at this time? Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, oh God. Thank you, Lord. I declare that my country and my nation and my people belong to you. I ask, Father, for your blessings on our nation on this Saturday morning, oh God. Let the beliefs and the morals of your kingdom be established, oh God. We humble ourselves before you on this Saturday morning as we give you all the honor, glory, and praise for another day of your grace and your mercy. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is your greeter. Has anybody called in that would like to take the time to say good morning right now? Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Happy Saturday. Good. Good morning, pretty Patrice. Happy good morning, Sister Tracy. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. <laughs> good to hear yourself. Thank you. <laughs> good morning, Tracy. Good morning, ladies. It's Dondria. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Sister Dondria. Anybody else want to say good morning? Oh, thank you, God. We thank you. You deserve our worship on this morning, oh God, great and mighty deliver that you are. We lift you on high and we ask that your Holy Spirit is welcome in this place on this morning. Happy Saturday and good morning. Anybody else talking that would like to say good morning at this time? Thank you, God, for another day of your grace and mercy. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. This is Anita. Good morning, Anita. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Up and out. Well, I was out walking. Ready for this morning. Yes. That's a wonderful way to start today to get the juices flowing and the heart pumping early in the morning. Yes, it is. Good morning, it's good morning. nine o'clock here. Where are you at? In South Carolina. Oh, wonderful. Amen. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that called in this morning that would like to take the time to say good morning? We'd love to hear your sound. Good morning, it's Prosperous Pam. Happy good Saturday. Morning. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday to you as well. We thank you for your glory. Overwhelm us with your presence, O God. Lord, surround us with your presence. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your grace and your mercy. I declare and decree that God is the builder and the maker of our city, Hebrews 11 and 10. I declare and decree that a multitude of people will be saved in this nation and in our city, oh God, according to Acts 18 and 10. Good morning. Has anybody else called in that would like to say good morning at this time? Good morning, good morning. We thank you, oh God, for your grace. Good morning, welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else would like to say good morning at this time? Okay, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your lines so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to tell a friend, invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in the month of July. The theme entitled is Wisdom. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. There is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. 
Uh, there are no prayer requests on the app at this time, but we're going to ask every prayer warrior and intercessor this morning to lift up all the prayers that was placed um, out in the atmosphere during the call this week. Um, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Pretty Patrice. The declaration will be brought by Lisa. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The order of the call is uh, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Pretty Patrice. The declaration will be brought by Lisa. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture today is from Proverbs 13 and 3. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak harshly will come to ruin. May the Lord add a, be a, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. I love you and enjoy your day. Hallelujah. 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 Good morning, Holy Spirit. We welcome you on this morning. Thank you for waking us up this morning, oh God. Thank you for the breath of life, oh God. Thank you for the activity of our limbs, oh God. Thank you for us being in our right mind with our minds stayed on you, oh Heavenly Father. Oh God, we ask, oh God, that you forgive us for our sins, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you woke us up this morning. We thank you, oh God, that you you watched over us last night, that you let no hurt, no harm, or no danger come nigh to us or to our dwelling places, oh God. We thank you, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod, and thy staff, thy comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the opportunity to give your name, the praise, the glory, and the honor that you, you, oh, God, if we had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough, oh, God. I pray for those that are sick, oh, God, that are unable, unable, oh, God, 
to call out your name. So I stand in the gap and I call out, oh, hallelujah. I call out for them, God. You said in your word that by your stripes we are healed, oh, God. So we walk in our healing, oh, God. No matter what it feels like, oh, God, we will trust and we will stand on your holy word. We are healed, oh, God. And we will walk in that manifestation of your healing, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for what you've done in our lives, oh God, and what you're yet going to do in us and through us, oh God. I pray for those that are out in the elements, oh God, those that are looking for housing, oh God, that need a shelter, oh God. No matter the weather, oh God, I pray, oh God, that they will find that shelter, oh God. Pray for those that are incarcerated, oh God. I pray, oh God, that those that are making decisions for our lives, oh God, will have you on their hearts, oh God, and in their minds, oh God, with making those decisions in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God. I pray for those in government, God. Oh, hallelujah. I pray for Donald Trump. I would just call out that name. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You are in control. We trust you, God. We pray, oh, God, for everything that has gone wrong or not gone the way that it should, that it will turn around, oh God. We know and trust that you are in control no matter what happens. I pray for marriages on this morning, God. Bind us in love. Bind us in unity, oh God. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way on today and every day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I pray for those that are in their singleness in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that they will fall in love with you, God, on their way, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for every family represented on declared victory, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you continue to cover us with your blood, oh God. Continue to use us for your glory. Continue to stir up the gifts, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us a mind to pray. Give us a mind to study, to show ourselves approved, oh God. Give us a mind to fast and pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us a mind to pray in our heavenly language, oh God. Give us a mind to grow closer to you, oh God. I pray for those that have lost loved ones in this pandemic, oh God. Comfort as only you can, Lord Jesus. And for those that are walking around without a mask, oh God. Prick their hearts, oh God. Because if not for themselves, they may infect someone else, God. So give them a mind to do what is right, Lord God. I know that 
Some may think that they're invincible, but this is serious business. So I ask you, God, you being the author and the finisher of our faith, God, give up my mind to do what they should do, God. I honor you, God. I trust you, God, and I stand on your holy word. And we thank you, God, for this opportunity, oh God, for you being our first fruit on this morning, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. I pray for the visionary of this line, God. Thank you, God, for her obedience, God. Thank you, God, for her always trying to do more, God, to help others, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for Moni and those that are behind the scenes, God, making things happen for this call, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. I pray for my husband, Brother Jeff. I pray, oh God, that you cover him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, oh God. Strengthen him in his inner man, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that if there's anything in me that is not like you, that you take it out by the root, oh God. I surrender it all right now to you, Lord Jesus. I don't know where I would be, God. I don't know where we would be, God. And guess what? I don't want to know, God. So I thank you, God. I thank you for my sister Anita, God. I thank you for that new relationship, God, and relationships that we've built, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for our children, God, our grandchildren, God. I ask, oh God, that you cover them, God. Cover them, oh God, with your blood, oh God. I thank you, God, for choosing me, God, to be a grandmother, God. Thank you, God for allowing the relationship with grandchildren. God, thank you, God, for the relationship and the return of Sherman Kennedy. God, thank you, God, for all that you've done and what you're yet going to do, God. Thank you, God. You are so grateful, God. Thank you, God. I pray for those that are sick, God, that are shut in, God. Those that can't call out your name, God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. 
We give you honor and we give you glory, God. So as we take our phones off of mute collectively to give your name, the praise, the glory, and the honor, God. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, Lord Lord Jesus. Thank you. 
I pray for the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For his spirit to be free, Lord God. We pray, Lord God. For that still suffering addict, Lord God. We pray, Lord God. For that still suffering addict, Lord God. We pray, Lord God. For that ladies of the night, Lord God. We pray, Lord God. For that young man out there on the street, Lord God. We pray, Lord God. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Lord, you're so worthy to all the earth, Lord God. We bless your name. We surrender it all to you, Lord. We bless your name. And we bless your name. And as we place our phones back on you, and we continue to give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor, we thank you that you heard our prayers on this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray as I pass the call. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen again. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the call. Thank you all for calling in. I heard a plethora of different voices this morning, Um, a little bit more than on a Saturday morning, but what I did hear was so many um, variations with a spirit of heaviness, a spirit of lamentation, um, some warring in the spirit, some petitions going on, some victory and some exhortations and some thanksgiving. So I'm just so grateful that it takes all of us and that God is not confused when he hears our sound and when he knows exactly what we stand in need of, exactly when we need it, he absolutely provides. And he is not confused. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Please remember to mute your lines. Thank you, Tracy, for reading us. And you just snorted. Please mute your line. And thank you, Pretty Patrice, for um, ushering us into prayer and praise. I want to get started. You just did it again. Please mute your line. Um, Thank you, because we want to protect the continuity of the call and want to preserve it for others that are calling in later. If you got to go do something while you're on the call, that's cool. Just check your line before you go. Make sure that it's muted. Um, I got some information, and I love how the victors say, I promise you I'm going to make it make sense. I can't promise you that today. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just believe the Holy Spirit, what he gave me is a little bit much um but i just pray that if you have a pen and a pencil that you can or a pencil and some paper that you can write some things down and you can go and do like the bereans did and search it out for yourself and see um and find the truth and get an understanding get some wisdom on it because we are talking about wisdom and wisdom absolutely being the principal thing so I would encourage you to not just take my word for what I'm reading um, and what I've read and what, what God has given me, but that you would go and you would search it out a little bit more and search the matter. And maybe you already know. So we'll find out in Love, Life, and Victory um, as we can all add to the call and be helpers one to another. So I want to go ahead and open up in prayer first. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity again. God, forgive me um, when I feel like I just don't want to do it or when things go on that would try to hinder me or to make me say no to some things. God, I just yield to you, Holy Spirit, and I ask you to have your way. I truly believe that you inspired this, so I ask that you allow it to come um, forth as you would have it to come forth. I pray for the ears of the hearers that they would have an ear to hear, and I pray even for their eyes that they can see, God, what you are saying to your church at this time. I thank you for 
who you are. And I just bless your name because you are great, God. So I exalt you as the end of the praise and the collective praise, God, that we exalt you and we bless your name. For you alone are great and you are greatly to be praised. Father God, we love you. Thank you, Lord Jesus and Holy Spirit. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So we're speaking about the wisdom of God. And and immediately, um, I love to try to think outside the box, not to mention, we have so many phenomenal declares that sometimes when we're giving a top given a topic, it's kind of hard to not um, pick a scripture that somebody's already going to pick or already has picked. So depending upon where I am or where we are in the lineup, we you might hear some duplicates or some duplications or a little bit of replication. But I believe because we're individual and unique that God gives us a different spin or a twist as well. So you might hear a few things that you've already heard up to these 10 days or whatever it is. Um, so just bear with me. Um, but, but what he gave me is a little bit different too, because it's not just speaking of wisdom and the wisdom of men and Proverbs. Um, thanks, Dion. She gave us a challenge to read a Proverbs every day of this month for 31 days. Um, and it's interesting because I've been hearing some phenomenal things about the book of Proverbs. And as soon as I get a hold of that, I'm going to share it because I was listening to something last night and it absolutely blew my mind about the Proverbs 31 woman, that it really wasn't speaking about a woman necessarily by herself, but the bride of Christ being the church. So stay tuned for that, or maybe you already know too. Anyway, all right, so going back to the wisdom of God. God gave me really the first thing that I heard when I when I read the topic um, and got my date with the assignment was about the seven spirits of God. So I just want to start talking about the Spirit of God, right? So in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, he came upon men and he anointed or empowered them to do um, a, a work or service. He came upon the prophets, the priests, the kings, and the judges in order to um, be anointed for specific tasks. So they had a measure of the Holy Spirit. Oh, before I go on, I got some of this information from a book called The Seven Spirits of God. It's by Chris Oyak. Kilame. I know I butchered that, but if you want the spelling and you want the reference, um, I can give it to you in Love, Life, and Victory. Anyway, so the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, he came upon men to do a work, to do a service. He didn't dwell within them because the Lord Jesus Christ had not come yet, right? So as we move into the New Testament, we find out now we have a new covenant, a new and a better promise. And we have him now living on the inside of us because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us. And we didn't just receive a measure of the Holy Spirit to come upon us. We have him dwelling in us in his fullness. Right. So John 3 and 34 says that Jesus did not only receive a measure, but the fullness of the Holy Spirit is what he received while he was there in the Jordan River. Remember, and the dove ascended upon him and God made the proclamation and the announcement that he was on the scene and that he was his beloved son in whom he was well pleased. Well, when the spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit ascended upon him, listen, it was in his fullness. It wasn't part to do a work. Um, and I'm going to tell you why he said the Spirit of God was upon him, and I'll get to that in just a minute, but just some other preliminary stuff. So 
Jesus was the game changer. He changed the game for us, basically, instead of waiting for the Holy Spirit to come upon us to do a work or to complete an assignment or to do something. We have that power living on the inside of us. And in John 20 and 21, Jesus sends us and he tells us to go out, but he doesn't tell us to go out without any power. Remember, he told them to wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And John 14 and 12, to do great things excuse me, greater works than what he did, he said that we would do. And so that's interesting to me because he raised, um, uh, he healed the sick and he raised the dead and he, 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 he recovered sight to the blind as far as, you know, helping people to open their eyes. He caused the lame to walk. He restored, you know, if you will, um, a peace of mind. Think about Mary Magdalene. He restored sanity um, and peace. Think about that woman at the well with all those um, people she had, the men she had, <laughs> and the one she had was not her husband. So he was able to do some great and exceeding things that we really don't see operating today. But he said we would be able to do those works and greater. So how do you do something greater than raising someone from the dead? I always thought about that. And so my thought, haven't done a whole lot of study in that, but he's talking about greater and quantity, not necessarily quality. Because if you can do something greater than raising somebody from the dead, that's pretty phenomenal. You might want to... um let somebody know and, and get that out and so that the whole body can be blessed. I was going to say something different, but don't keep it right. That the whole body can be blessed, right? So that that gift, whatever it might be, can be used um, for the edification of the kingdom and the body of Christ. But greater because there's so many more of us, we will be able to do so much more. But check it out. Are we really? Are we even laying hands on ourselves when we sick so that we can recover? <laughs> Do we even know how to cast out a demon? Have any idea? So how is it that we're going to do some things greater and we have no idea what we're supposed to be doing, nor do we understand and recognize the power that lies on the inside of us because he said that we would have this power and greater is he that's on the inside of us than he that is in the world. My scripture text is Isaiah 11. And I want to read Isaiah 11, 1 through 4. And there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. And we're talking about Jesus, right? And a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, right? Remember that dove descending upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. He delights in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. Right? Okay, so that's um, Isaiah 11 and 1. So you just heard me read the seven spirits of God. So we talk about all the time that there's only one Holy Spirit. I want to get that out. I'm not saying there's seven spirits like the one Holy Spirit, but I am saying that the one Holy, that one Holy Spirit, he has, if you will, seven different manifestations. And I want to tie this in in the back end because he gave me just like we have gifts and several of us have the same gifts, but there are different administrations or manifestations or the way that we operate in those gifts. And I was like, wow, God, okay, let me try to understand this. So even for me, this is going to take more uh, studying, but I want to repeat the seven spirits. Spirits of God. The first one is the Spirit of the Lord. 
to spirit of wisdom, which is what I'm going to dwell on, but I can't get to the spirit of wisdom without talking about the spirit of God. Three, four, five, six, seven, I'm not really going to touch on them, but it's understanding the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. So again, one Holy Spirit, one, but the same spirit has different um, ways of manifesting himself and coming upon us. So as I thought about how he dealt with um, the, the men in the Old Testament and the women, it's amazing that certain parts of himself, if you will, came upon them. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, so I'm going to back up. I wanted to read, like, wisdom causes you not to judge. So wisdom can be seen, even looking back at um, Isaiah and 11, it talks about how wisdom will cause us to see without seeing with our eyes. It will cause us not to judge according to what we see. Right. It'll cause us to um, be able to reprove and to correct some things and operate in righteousness without going by what we hear in our natural ears. So wisdom is speaking to us all along, all the time, but it doesn't appear how we think it should, if that makes it clear. When we see what we see, it's not really what we see. So we have to look on the inside to make sure by the spirit of wisdom that he shows us what we're really seeing because wisdom is giving us the ability to see some things and wisdom does speak. So we have to hear, but not with our physical ears, the five senses, our physical ears and our physical ability to have sight with our eyes gives us that ability to to judge righteously, and that really requires some wisdom. Why do we need to judge righteously? Why do we need to reprove? When the Spirit of the Lord rested upon the Lord Jesus, He also rests upon us because we dwell in Him and He dwells in us, and we still have the responsibility to go and do those greater works. So we have to rely on the Spirit of wisdom to do it by His power, by His Spirit. So looking at Revelations, here's some interesting stuff, and I love when I find interesting things that kind of make you go, hmm. So we're talking about the seven spirits of God. In Revelations 1 and 4, we know that there are seven churches. We know that in the world there are seven continents, some say eight. But depending upon what you're looking at and what you're reading, there are seven continents. So we have the seven spirits of God in Revelations 1 and 4 that are before his throne. This is where you can also find confirmation about the seven spirits, right? Being one spirit, one Holy Spirit, keep that in mind. (laughs) Also in Revelations 4 and 5, there are seven lamps of fire which are before the throne. So seven lights or seven lamps or seven torches of fire. Also in Revelations 5 and 6, there are seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God. I'm not making it up. It says it. Look it up. Revelations 5 and 6. The seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God and they are upon the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. And I was like, wow. So we know that the number seven means completion, fullness, um, rest, um, 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 perfection, abundance. Bottom line is completion, right? And we know that that number seven stands for something. And so I was like, wow. So God, are you saying that you got seven eyes? (laughs) And it talks about how it's roaming and going forth all over the earth. You have seven eyes over the seven churches, which represents the seven continents that we live in this world. Listen, God is strategic. I don't understand it, but I'm just putting the numbers together. (laughs) 
I was like, wow, okay. So we know that the eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro and looking for whom he can bless. And I'm saying, here I am, God, bless me. But I'm reading in Revelations that we don't touch in Revelations very often, but it's backed up, right? So in, in Zechariah 3 and 9, it says, The seven eyes upon one stone, being the Lord Jesus Christ. And in 4 and 10, it says, The eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro throughout all of the earth. So we only have one Holy Spirit. We only have, and I'm like, God, this just gave me a little bit of insight on the wisdom of God. Um, it gave me a little bit of wisdom, I believe, on, on how even God operates to the extent that we already know that he's strategic. We already know that nothing is wasted and nothing is lost, and he's very intentional. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, how? And that just gave me a little bit of a glimpse. Now, whether it be right or true or whatever, I'm just using the word. I'm not even making this stuff up. So um, I could just lean on the word and say, okay, God. So that this just requires for me a little bit more study. First Peter 2, 3-6, calls Jesus a lively stone. And aren't we called in that same area living stones? So if we are lively stones and living stones, and Jesus is the chief cornerstone who all the foundation was built upon, and we come and we build upon that because he is our foundation, then him having seven eyes, which I just read to you in Zechariah 3, 9, if you will, think of it symbolically. Don't we have the fullness of him dwelling on the inside of us? Ephesians 5, 18. So he tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine as in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we know that when we get born again and we get saved, that we get the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of us when we confess Christ. He comes in, and he comes in in his fullness. He don't just give us a piece of himself. But what does it mean then to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Does it mean that we now appropriate and have and cause and can speak the manifestation of the seven spirits of that one Holy Spirit, of one Holy Spirit, to come and manifest? himself in and through us with wisdom and understanding and might and counsel and power. I don't know. Think about it. So we should have the fullness dwelling on the inside of us, living on the inside of us. Kind of reminds you of the fruit of the Spirit, right? If you want to make a correlation and, and, and help us to understand it a little bit easier. Um, we say we don't, people, we've been corrected for a long time now, so we no, no longer say the fruits of the Spirit, right? We say the fruit of the Spirit over Galatians 5 and 23, and there's nine of them. I wish it would have been seven. That would have been perfect. But anyway, <laughs> there's nine. God knows what he's doing. We got love, peace, and joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the Spirit of the Lord, one Holy Spirit, manifests himself in and through us by his fruit through different areas. Now, do we all operate in love? No. Do we all have joy and peace? Not always and not at the same time necessarily. So there's something going on with us that's keeping us from manifesting who he is in his fullness. Because he's not just coming upon us for this. He is in us and dwelling in us. Jesus said over in Luke 4 and 18 that the spirit of the Lord was upon him and he anointed him to do the works that he did, to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, um, to set at liberty those that were bound, to give sight and recovery of sight to those that were blind. 
So I would suggest and propose that most people in the body of Christ, including myself at times, but I'm so much better now and becoming more aware that we don't recognize that every time that we are energized and motivated to do the right thing and to do what God is telling us to do, that it is his spirit that is in work in us to will and do of his good pleasure. And that when we don't, we can take the initiative to invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit because he's already inside of us to do what he's already equipped and called us to do because those he called, he has equipped. It's not by our own strength. And I think sometimes that's where we get off. We think we have to do it and we're trying so hard. But if he called us to a thing, he's telling us, like you said in Zechariah, it is not by might nor by power, but it is by his spirit, saith the Lord God of hosts. It is him that's doing the work in and through us if we would move to the side and let him do it. Get wherever you're going to get. Get under, get over, get a need, get before, whatever, but allow him to take the lead so that we can complete and accomplish what he called us to do with the least amount of resistance and not wasting time and not wasting resources and not getting into anxiety and not um, doing some of the things that we do that cause us to be distracted and talk ourselves out of doing it. Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Acts 1, 2 and 8, so go and preach the gospel. Why are we here? We're still here so that people can be saved. Ultimately, that bottom line was his plan. Jesus came to die for the sins of the world. He came, and his desire is that none will be lost. We know some will be, but his absolute desire is that we be salt and light in this earth so that people can see that he is alive and well, that we love one another, that we love him, that we love ourselves. But all of that, um, we've gotten caught up into other things that we've been told to do, and I think we've made it so difficult. I mean, some of you on the call might have found it hard to come into salvation because all the rules we put on people and we put them back into the law in the Old Testament and we don't introduce them to the Jesus of the New Testament who is full of grace and mercy and truth. And once we come in, it's like trying to get a fish and cleaning him before you get him. You want to catch him first and then clean him, right? Catch him, meaning get him, get them in, get them into relationship, get them into community, and then start teaching the truth and doing it in love. That's a side note. That was for somebody because that wasn't part of what I was saying. (laughs) So when he comes upon us, he comes inside of us. He does empower us to preach and to minister and to share the gospel and to tell our testimony. And some people say, well, I'm not a preacher, and that's for them. Well, we've all been called to be ministers of reconciliation. So how do we do that? First Corinthians 2 and 4, that our faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You hear that? We're talking about wisdom, and so many times we try to get advice from other people, and we try to figure it out ourselves, and I think yesterday um, someone was talking about not leaning to your own understanding. I'm not sure who it was. Oh, and by the way, EK, if you're hearing this, great job yesterday. I really enjoyed you. I didn't get a chance to say that. That was an awesome declaration. Anyway. Um, we lean to our own understanding. We try to figure out the wisdom of man, First Corinthians again, 2 and 4, that our faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. You got great advice from me, and that's wonderful, and I can use it. But ultimately, I have to go inward to get the wisdom of God, and he has it available. Now, he will, by wisdom, send us to the right people also. I believe that. I do believe that. 
But sometimes some people are so quick to run to other people without even appropriating or tapping into the wisdom that they have on the inside of them. And what do we do? We end up making people our gods as if God is saying, I'm a jealous God. I don't don't put nobody before me. And some people don't think they have the ability because of their past, because of their present, because of their education, because of their lack thereof, whatever it might be. We don't realize that we have all been given access to go to our daddy and everything that's in him, he has given us and he knows what we stand in need of. It is in his spirit that we are able to have life by his spirit. So miracles happen by the spirit of the Lord and miracles happen when we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and allow him to work in and through us. All right, so that was about the Spirit of God. Here's my part on the wisdom, the Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of wisdom brings us into the wisdom of God. Again, it's not our own wisdom. Ephesians 1 and 17, um, the God of our Lord may give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So even having an understanding of being able to read the Word and understand the Word and know the Word comes from the Spirit of wisdom. It's not because I'm so intelligent. It's not because you're so great. It's not because you went to school and did this. It's not because... I mean, we hear all the time our grandmothers who had no education that could pray heaven down, we hear, and we know their prayers got through because we're now sitting here or standing here today as a manifestation of their prayers and covering us that we would come in and stop our foolishness. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we can't stop praying for our children. Amen. The wisdom of God. So it's not in man's efforts, but I do have a scripture for you about the wisdom of men. So wisdom is more than the ability to apply knowledge. And this is some of the information that I got from the book. Because simply to be able to apply knowledge is not adequate. Missing wisdom um, helps. It, it keeps us from walking out or walking in the things of God. So, so the author that I mentioned, he said or defined wisdom as a force. It's divine insight into the plans and purposes of God. So I think someone mentioned this insight into the mind of God. But how do we know the mind of God if we know that God and Christ are one, right, even with the Holy Spirit, the three are one, and we know that the mind of Christ is the word of God, so let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, then it all goes back to getting into the word of God. Understanding spiritual realities the purpose, the plan, the mind of God, getting into that word and then asking him to give us illumination, revelation, understanding of what he is saying, what he said, when he said it, what did he mean, who was he speaking to, keeping it in context, and then making the relevant application of how it applies to me today. Um, Another definition, the insight of knowledge Um, It gets to controlling the power of insight for insight into the future, um, being able to see what others can't see, um, insight into the reality of truth, because God's word is truth. I know people think they're living in their truth, but if your truth is contrary to the word of God, it really is a masked up lie. I know that sounded hard, but nothing is true. Let God be true and everything else be a lie is what he said in his word. So it helps us to rightly judge, again, what others cannot figure out. And you wonder, like, how did you say that? And where did that come from? And how did you know that? It's not because 
we have great synapses in our brain that's firing. I believe God uses those, but it's because of the wisdom of God. And we need to just give him more credit than what we do. And then wisdom causes you to do what is um, something that you wouldn't normally be able to do. So it's more than ability, though, because we have an ability to do things, but we just don't do it. Wisdom will go ahead and tell you to do it. And I found it interesting when I was reading that, um, that James 4.17, here's the scripture, for him to know to do good and to not do it, for him to know to do good or to do the right thing and do not do it to him that is sin. So having knowledge and the ability to do something and you don't do it is considered to be unwise or foolish. Think about that. How many things do we know that we need to be doing that we're not doing and we just chuck it off like, oh, it's all right, or somebody else will do it, or we know that God has called us into it, or we know that he has given us the ability and gifted us. Like we see, um, some of you on this call need to be doing declarations, but you're cool with letting everybody else do them, but you need to be speaking because we need to hear your voice. And you're like, oh, it's cool. They got it. No. So for you, you're not using wisdom to apply because what you have to speak to the body is necessary. Otherwise, God wouldn't have given it to you. He don't waste anything, remember? He's very strategic. All right. Okay, got just a little bit more. <laughs> Philippians 2.13. It is God by his spirit, by the spirit of wisdom, that is working in us both to will and do of his good pleasure. To will, he gives us or places the desires in our heart, making us want to do the thing that he already created us to do before we even got here. And to do, that's part of his omnisapient, right? O-M-N-I-S-A-P-I-E-N-T, omnisapient, omnisipient, omnisipient, that's how you say it, I believe. And that's an all-wise God, an all-knowing God. We already know omniscient, meaning all-knowing, right? We already know omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent. He is everywhere at the same time. He is also omniscient. He's the all-wise God. And if we want wisdom and we lack it, we already know James tells us to go to him and get wisdom. And he won't even be mad about us asking about it. We've heard that already this week. He gives us the ability to do by wisdom. The wisdom helps us to do what is right, to do the right thing. And and, and the, the most important part, I think, is the thing that's pleasing before him. Not the thing that's pleasing in our sight, because remember, when we see with our eyes, we may not be seeing the whole picture. We may not be seeing spiritually or clearly, but wisdom gives us the ability to do what's pleasing in his sight, because he works in us to will and do of his good pleasure. He's strategically working in us so that we can work the word. Wisdom tells us how to apply the word of God to our situations. She tells us when to speak and when to remain silent. She tells us what to say and what not to say. The thing is, sometimes I don't listen. And then I turn around like a lot of people do. Something told me. Why aren't we saying wisdom told me not to speak? <laughs> Think about that. Look at Moses. He had no idea what to say. And God said, I am that I am. I believe that was part of wisdom speaking, saying, I know what to say. 
I'm all wise. I'm all knowing. Let me use your mouth. Just open your mouth and speak. I'll give you what to say. Wisdom will tell us how to bind and how to loose, how to rebuke, how to convince and extort and declare and decree and how to cast out and how to even come into agreement and come out of alignment with some stuff. Because in our own wisdom, we have no idea. We don't know if we're dealing with a devil. We don't know if we're dealing with oppression. We don't know if we're dealing with generational stuff. We don't know if we're just dealing with cyclical stuff. We just have no idea except it be by the spirit of wisdom to give us the ability to discern what's really going on, not just with us and in our family, but those that he will bring into our lives to help them to get delivered. Wisdom doesn't act alone. Proverbs 8 and 12, I wisdom dwell with or live with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Now, that should have made somebody happy. You're trying to figure out how to leave that nine to five or how to go get one or do something different. Wisdom will give us the ability to come up with witty inventions, but we don't just do it on our own. Truth be told, nothing is created. Everything that has been created has already been created. We just recreate or we just discover what has been hidden. We don't make nothing new. How could we do that? We're not God. So we only take what he's given us (laughs) and we recreate or we uncover what's been hidden so that we can present it to the world so that they can use it. And we call it an invention. Like we made something out of nothing. We don't have that ability. We do have to speak those things that be not as though they were, but they have already been hidden (laughs) waiting for us to speak it. So prudence, she dwells or lives with discernment and good judgment, wisdom does. And wisdom finds knowledge, facts, information, how to make someone wise. He gives us the power to make us wealthy, to help us to do some things that the world will look at us and call us wise for, but we know all along it's the wisdom of God. So wisdom also gives us the timing, not only the right words, right, or what to say or how to say them, but the right words spoken at the wrong time can mess up a whole bunch of stuff. So wisdom will give us a timing of when to do what we need to do. And she not only tells us when, but she tells us how to move. Wisdom is so amazing, and and all of this is backed up in in Proverbs and in most of those chapters, how it speaks about her ability and how we should search for it, like, you know, um, and give everything because it would cost us everything to find it. But once we do, it opens us up to so much that um, it's it's more than just, um, it's, it's really like the favor of God on 10 or 100 or on blast because it gives us so much access to even the things of this world. Proverbs 3, um, 13 and 14, happy is the man that finds wisdom. You need a little bit of joy or peace or happiness, which is based on situations and circumstances. Nevertheless, the word says it. If you need some happiness, come on, seek for wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1, 30, Christ is our wisdom. It is because of him that you are in Christ who has become for us wisdom from God. And he showed us the way to salvation, and now we're free from sin. We wouldn't have been able to get out of it. No way possible without Christ and his wisdom coming to die for us on the cross, recognizing that there had to be some shedding of blood for there to be forgiveness of sins. Colossians 2 and 3, in whom Christ, we are hidden 
and in him is hidden all the treasures of wisdom. So if we're in him and he's in us, then we have access to all the treasures of wisdom. And we say we don't know. Well, true, we don't, but he does. Colossians 3 and 3. So set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. We died to this life, and we should be yet dying, right, and crucifying this flesh. And your real life is hidden in Christ. So if we are hidden in Christ, our real life is hidden in Christ. And in him are treasures of wisdom. We got full-on access. I want to read you the scripture, Ephesians three sixteen through 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep Deep is the love of Christ. And verse 19 says, And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Every single one of those seven spirits being fully complete in us with the full measure. And then we can look at, okay, we got power, we got might. Even in that same verse, few verses I just read, talks about having um, the um, understanding, which is one of the spirits, right, of wisdom and knowledge and counsel and understanding. Might, the power to grasp the level of love that God has for us and that Christ has for us to the fullest. And then when we do that, the the spirit of rejection, the spirit of heaviness, all those other things, they got to get up and get out because we're full of the knowledge of how much God loves us, how much Christ loves us. So we can walk in this wisdom. And since we know the Holy Spirit is dwelling and living on the inside of us, we can ask for the fullness of the manifestation of his spirit to dwell in us, to show up in us. Remember, if we lack it, ask for it. So there's a difference, and I am closing, I promise. There's a difference between the spirit of wisdom and the gift of wisdom. And this is where I was like, wow, God, here was another thing, and he just kind of showed me some stuff. And I was like, the spirit of wisdom, it helps us to judge rightly and to do business. I, I looked at how I, I've said this scripture so many times, and I just felt it was appropriate to bring it out here. It talks about how the children of this world are wiser than the children of light. And basically it was because this one unjust um, steward or manager, he was about to get in trouble because he had been misappropriating funds and he had not been stewarding well over his own possessions. Do we find ourselves in that? And there's so many scriptures that talk about stewarding well over what God has placed in us. And I just must say that um, I can just say we got to do a little bit better. We're stewarding over whether it be our money, whether it be our bodies, whether it be our mind, whether it be our physical health or spiritual health or emotional health we have to steward well over what he has given us. 
and it says the children of this world because he 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 said even because this 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 manager he went and he asked these people how much did you owe and he had them give him a little bit of what he what they owed so that they could pay some of it so that he could get some because he knew he was about to lose his job and 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 it was rec- recorded in in scripture that this man dealt with um dealt with business very shrewdly but he was commended for that, and he and, and and it mentions that that he was more wiser, or the the men of this world know how to do business in this 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 economy, this world system more wisely than we do. And and then it went on to say something about using worldly wealth to um, gain friends because it will give us access basically into eternity. And it's not saying that we use our money to go to salvation, but it just turned the flip the script kind of because it's talking about using our money to help those that are in need. And then those that we help, the poor, the down and out, the, the outcast, they will turn around and welcome us into eternity when we get ready to um, transition on up out of here. Y'all, y'all read that. That's in Luke 16. Um, verses eight and verses nine. That that was really interesting. And and here's one more thing. Looking about how wisdom gives us the ability to be creative. Exodus thirty one um, one. It says the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have chosen um, Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God with wisdom. Those are the first two, right? With understanding. There goes another one. With knowledge. There's another one. And with all the kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold and silver and bronze and to cut steel and stones and to work in woods and to engage in all kinds of crafts. He has been made a master in every kind of work. Do you not think that God is doing the very same thing and has done the very same thing for us, but every time we say we can't, is denying the power that's working on the inside of us? He pulled this man out and chose him just like you've been called out and chosen to do a work for him. This man was there to help build up the tent of meetings, to build the Ark of the Covenant, and to um, um, help prepare a dwelling place, if you will, um, because God decided he wanted to dwell amongst his people. Well, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit where now he has already decided he wants to live in amongst and dwell on the inside of us. And so we have access. We've been, he don't dwell in junk. What kind of God would that be? Okay, and finally, this part. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 8, to one there is given the Spirit, um, through the Spirit, a message of wisdom, and to another, a message of knowledge, and by means of that same Spirit, so the gift is the ability to give wise advice or teach or instruct, and the gift of wisdom also is to give a prophetic word of um, insight and understanding. Verse 1, now about spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant, and I think that's the thing we just don't know and we don't understand. Ignorance is not a bad word. We've just made it one like the word black, right? Ignorance is just a lack of knowledge and no understanding, and so we can get that. Verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit. So we still have that one Holy Spirit manifesting himself in seven ways, and the Bible calls it seven spirits. I didn't. But still, here we go with the gifts of the Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Let me read four again. There are different kinds of spirit, but the same spirit. Different kinds of gifts, excuse me, but the same spirit. 
There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. That's verse 5. Here's verse 6. There are different kinds of um, workings, but the same God works in all of them um, and in all men. I just looked at this like last night, and I was like, hold on, there goes the Trinity. (laughs) Most of the time we're trying to figure out in three parts. We know in Genesis he shows up. But here it is right here over in 1 Corinthians. In verses 4, 5, and 6, we have the Spirit that helps us with the gifts. We have the Lord. He is the same Lord. And then we have God that's working inside of all men by his Spirit, and we know it's only because of the Lord. Verse 7, now to each of them the manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. So all of these gifts, we don't all have them all, but we have access when needed. Verse 8, to one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. And then it goes on and talks about the other gifts, how we have faith and the gifts of tongues and the interpretations of tongues and prophesying and discerning of spirits. Verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So we have access. That's all I have for you guys. I hope it made sense. I want to just kind of tie in the two that that God gave me about, okay, we have um, and serve a God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the three are one. The Holy Spirit manifests himself through different ways. There are seven spirits of God, seven eyes of God, seven lights or fires of God. There are seven continents where each one may just have an eye and may just have a, a lampshade. There are seven churches that he spoke of specifically in, in Revelation. Maybe they represent the seven continents. I don't know. I know God still is a God of order. And then we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we look at how there are many different manifestations and that they all together work for our good, for the building up, the edification, the equipping of the saints. That's Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, I believe is. And so God knows exactly what he is doing. And I love, 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 love the fact that he has everything written for us in his word. But we need the wisdom of God to be able to understand how to apply the word properly. So in all of our getting, we're going to get wisdom. It is the principal thing. But in all of our getting, we'll get an understanding on how to apply the things that he has set before us. And that's what I have for you, and that's what I believe God had me to share with you this morning. Good morning, and welcome to the call. Did anybody join the call that did not get a chance to say good morning? Good morning. It's Sister Priscilla. Hey, Sister Priscilla. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for the declaration. Wonderful. Good morning. Thank you. Glory to God. Amen. Good morning, family. It's nourishing Nikisha. Oh, sorry, Lisa. What? Good morning. <laughs> I love you, girl. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Lisa. I'm Kesh on the morning call. Good morning, Nikisha. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good morning, Lisa. It's Krishanda. Hey, Krishanda. Thank you. Good morning. Hey, hey. Uh, thank you for the roller coaster ride. Uh, I know, right? To get to the love, life, and victory. Yeah, she took us past the smorgasbord board on oh, a, a quick. What's oh, the quick? God, what? What about? <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Lisa. Brother Eric. Good morning, Brother E. Hey. Y'all back in town? Huh? No, no. I've I, I never left my, my wife. She's, she's in uh, Seattle, Washington. So, you know, I got to run. I have to run Sabbath school. So. Um, oh, okay. She's not by herself, is she? No, no. She's oh, with just um, Cheryl. Okay. I've been in also her, her niece. Oh, good, 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 good. Well, our condolences to y'all family. We know that was that was just major. So we're praying for you guys. Thank you, thank you. Well, so, so listen, I I I just want to say, you know, I nicknamed uh, Dion a hometown. I'm, I'm <laughs> nicknamed you Golden Corral because you <laughs> a fay, you know. And so it's it's going to take wisdom to you know take what I what I desire, what I need, or my body's calling for it. Yeah. You know, and what applies to my life. A great, great declaration. Oh, thank you, sir. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, there's some things that that we can pull on, go look at, check it out, getting a better understanding. Um, so I encourage you all to do that. Thank you. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Danielle. Ooh, somebody in the car. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I didn't hear both of y'all. Maybe it's three of y'all. Who was that? My name's Danielle. Good morning. Danielle, good morning. Good morning. This is not your first time, right, Danielle? No, ma'am. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Well, welcome. I'm glad you um, called in this morning. Glad you came back. (laughs) Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning, Victory. Go ahead. This is is Melinda. Good morning. Hi, Melinda. Is this your first time calling? No, ma'am. No, okay, maybe on a Saturday morning or maybe that I'm hearing, but welcome. Mm. Okay, great. Thank you. Enjoyed you. Oh, praise God. Who else was mm-hmm. that? It's Gloria. Good morning, family. Hey, Good morning, sister. Lisa. Hey, sister, and how are you? Hey, sister. Good. Love how's you. Thank brother you for doing? that wonderful declaration. Huh? Okay. How's brother? Uh, still praying. Okay, amen. So he's okay. good. He's He's better. Mom said he was better. Okay, Yesterday yeah. When I talked to her. Last night, too. Okay, yeah. good. Good, good, good. Okay. All right. Good morning. It's Barb out of Lodi. Thank you so hey, much for Barbara just starting Lodi. Saturday. God bless <laughs> everyone. Hey, man, it's going to be hot. It's already hot. Maybe it's me. I need to turn off all these lights in my room up at 5 in the morning, Jesus, and, and throughout the night. You know how we do. Y'all declare. Summer can't be over <laughs> fast enough. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We will not complain. I'm glad for the heat, trying to drive some of this core stuff, maybe. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Juanita. Hi, Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning, Lisa. It's Barbara and Elsa Bronte. Hey, Miss Barbara hey. and Elsa Bronte. How are you, lady? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good, good. All right, it's quite a few people on for a Saturday morning. What's going on? <laughs> Unless most people just don't speak. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? All right. Any questions, comments, concerns, clarifications needed? Anything about the declaration? Hi, sis Lisa. This is Prosper Sam. Hi, Prosper. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was such a wonderful. I was so. So wonderful of a declaration that you did as usual. Um, 
I just thank you so much for you and your heart. And I'm just going to say it audibly. I don't want to embarrass you, but I just thank you so much for your mentorship and what you've done for me, you know, and just being a blessing and just being such an example. Um, so I just thank God for you. Um, you know, when you were speaking, I, uh, God kept giving me, you know, like you were saying, you mentioned something about, um, um, someone will have something in their mind, like, oh, something told me to do that and they didn't. And, um, you talked about how God had seven eyes and, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's so powerful. The one thing that I love uh-huh. about the Lord that I want to share is that, um, I'm not ever going to be able to figure God out. I'm not ever going to be when seven eyes, like seven eyes to oh, me, you know, I'm like an ant. How, how I am positioned to like what an ant is, you know what I'm saying? So God is so powerful. I love him so much. And so what I was getting from your declaration this morning is that um, that's the wisdom in us. He's placed so much in us, around us. Um, I was thinking about uh, when Jesus died and when they went back to the tomb, there were angels. God didn't, God, I'm just saying that God is a God. He's so powerful, but he's not doing it on his own. And he's showing that, he uses people and we are helpers one to another. And I'm so thankful that I can just look around and um, his, his majesty is just so glorious. I'm just so thankful. So I just thank you so, so much. Your word just opened my eyes more today, gave me more clarity of what God is doing and how he's manifesting itself. So praise God. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Prosperous Pam, and thank you for those kind words um, for me. Um, I praise God for you and thank God for you, and I'm just excited about what he's doing in all of us and how, you know, that wisdom is there and wisdom is speaking and it's so available for us, and you're so right. I mean, even what we do get to know, there's so much that I can admit I don't know and will not know, and the truth is we won't fully know even the best of the scholars and the theologians. They don't know it all. We don't know and we won't know fully until we see him. That's part of the word, right? And so that's the beautiful thing that there's always more and there's always opportunities and there's always a chance for us if we desire to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory and to have our um, borders in, enlarged, our, our tents to be stretched, um, to have capacity that's been expanded. And, and I will say that that's one thing that I believe um, Declare Victory has done for a lot of us. Right. It's forced us to study. It's exposed us to things we hadn't um, heard before. It gives us an opportunity to go and dig because it's not rhetoric or man's opinion necessarily. Um, and, and pretty much what we say can be backed up and found in the Word of God. And that's so key because when you don't hear my voice, Dion's voice, um, Didi's voice, anybody else's voice, you can go pick up the Word for yourself and read it. Right. So we got wonderful pastors and apostles on this call and, you know, lay people and people who just want to share. And so we have opportunity, um, like you said, to, to grow together and to strengthen one another. And so that's the beautiful thing about recognizing that we're part of a body. And we all have a place and a role to play. And I know somebody heard me talking about you sitting back and you know you're supposed to be doing a declaration. It's unwise for you to do so, and you know you should be doing it, and it's the right thing to do. It just might be a sin, <laughs> according to James 4 and 17. I'm just saying, think about it. Anybody else? 
Hey, it's nourishing again. Uh, a Pam, that that's where I'm stuck on too. Was the seven eyes, so don't feel bad. I was like, uh oh, I need to do some more study because Lisa just done slam dunked me again. <laughs> Worth studying. So Jesus, that's what we <laughs> I mean, I I was rolling with everything else, but the seven <laughs> eyes got me messed up. So you're not alone, Pam. <laughs>
God bless you, too. Listen, and sis, you might have been the one I was talking to. Feel free to jump on in um, and add a part to that. <laughs> it's probably about time you start doing declarations anyway, so I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for your kind words and praise God. Um, yeah, and for anyone else, you know, if you see something there and God gives you something, I believe um, that that wisdom and knowledge and information is just not for knowledge's sake. Um, there's a scripture that talks about knowledge makes us puffed up, right? So if we can't take what we are learning and allow it to govern our lives, help us to live by it, make some practical, real-time applications. That's why the Word is alive and this living is powerful and it's still relevant today, regardless of what the world says. We need to be able to apply the Word of God, right? And then it's like the treasures we have stored on the inside of us, like Brother E was saying. We may not need this right now or need some of it right now, which a lot of it I believe we do if we were to look into it, right, really, because it will give us the ability to have peace of mind and to be settled in our, our anxious times and even when the world is crazy, we can still rely on the wisdom of God to get um, um, knowledge on how to navigate instead of just having knowledge to hold on and be so big and swole and puffed up. We can help people. We help ourselves first, but then we help people around us so they can navigate and they don't have to faint and fall out. And with that, when people, because there was a part that I didn't read in in my um, message about, you know, being able to use the word, but I believe when we can apply wisdom, we not only use the word, but we end up operating, showing, demonstrating um, um, power. It's not word only like Paul was talking about. We didn't preach to you word only, but we gave demonstration and power. I believe wisdom shows us how to operate because we already have the knowledge of the information. Wisdom shows us how to apply that knowledge to the extent of where now we're appropriating the very power of God. And we can start having demonstrations, having seen miracle signs and wonders. Why? Because we believe the word of God is true and it's still relevant today and it works. We just don't know how to work it. I'm going to say, I just don't know how to work some of it. But that's enough of not knowing because there's no excuse for me. I want to say for all y'all, but there's no excuse for any of us, really. If we desire the wisdom, we can ask for it. And then the thing hey, is... Hey, Lisa. Yes, ma'am. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, what you say about that teaching thing, would you <laughs> say that again real loud for the people in the back? Um, which one? <laughs> no, I, I'm just being funny. You you, t- you said Krishanda should be teaching. Oh, that now. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard she was real quiet. Did you hear that? She didn't say I, that. I, was just I don't like that. y'all. I don't like y'all. I don't like y'all. Hmm, whatever. We love you. Full <laughs> of fat. Amen. Yeah, you're so busy, girl. You're on the call this here morning. Thank you all for keeping your phones muted. Thank you. Um, anybody else have anything to say? Any comments? Anything? Good morning. This is Brother E again. Yes, uh, listen, I, I really like that part. You and you did give uh, some hard word about that. Uh, but and and that that seven eyes, man. God is looking at me. He, he's mm. not. He's not looking at me in a judgmental way. But he's looking at it as a father saying, okay, what you supposed to be doing? You know, uh, room clean? Or have you done your homework? Are you supposed to be doing this? <laughs> Come on. Look, 
looking at at us. And I wanted to touch on the fact you talk about having that access to wisdom. And, you know, one of the things that popped in my mind is that, listen, we have so much access to to, to uh, worldly information. Uh, we have Google. You know, and any, anytime you want something, you go to Google. You know, anytime you want to really want to do something now, you know, you can go to YouTube. And, and, and we go and we use these things regularly. Um, yeah many times during the day. Mm-hmm. But you talked about the omniscient God, the source of all wisdom. How many times do we go to God? Do we go to Google and YouTube more than we go to God, who, who wow. gave the people the wisdom to, to establish these things, these search engines, these these uh, modes of, uh, of information? So that really kind of uh, uh, spoke out to me. And, you know, uh, in Proverbs, it talks about wisdom, you know, um, calling out to us. Yeah. Check it out. It says call, it calls out to us in, in, in the marketplace, in, in the public square. And for those who've ever been in the Middle East, when you go to the public square, you go to, you know, the marketplace, there are a lot of things that are calling out. There are a lot of things that you can see. A lot of people selling you certain things and so being able to tune out those things and 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 i i believe when we don't access wisdom is because we allow ourselves to be distracted by the yeah. voice of the others who want to who want to sell us things that we might not necessarily need and so the discipline is is to be able to hear wisdom be able to uh-huh. distinguish the voice of wisdom over yeah. all that uh clutter that may be in our mind you know, and you know that 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 goes back into that secret place, being able to to discern the voice of God, be be able to uh, um, listen. You know, mm-hmm. and as we grow, maybe for a word or two, but being but as we, you know, we discern the, the voice of wisdom as as we you know find out her voice, to be able to you know get learn sentences and 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 learn then paragraphs and and then you know we readily are able to recognize the voice and 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 also the content and what she's trying to tell us so that's all i got great great Absolutely. yes amen able to recognize it so we can understand right so that we can therefore do because wisdom instructs us yeah that's absolutely i mean and 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 people like I, I know I'm a favorite of God, but but truth be told, he 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 don't he don't have partiality and favoritism. He just gives us access, and it's on us if we want to, if we want to um, experience what he said belongs to us by virtue of um, a birthright, if you will. We talk about privilege of other races. Well, we privileged because we got some some um, some things that have been afforded to us by simply being born again. <laughs> think about that. So next time you talk about privilege, um, think about yourself. You are. We are. We got access to benefits. We got access to blessings. So there are some stipulations. There are some if-thens. There are some things he, he's requiring of us. However, some of that stuff is just by virtue. We ain't got to do nothing. It's just by virtue of being engrafted into the family of God. That's beautiful. Um, going back to what you were saying, even in the scripture I read in Isaiah 11, 
um, in verse 3, his delight is in the fear of the Lord. So we're talking about Jesus being full of wisdom, right? He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. So he's going to make decisions on things, but he's not going to go by what he sees. Remember Solomon when they had the um, two women and they had um, made this pact of whatever about babies and the one lady rolled over and she um, killed her baby and so she stole the other woman's baby. And they went before the judge and he was like, okay, well, tear them apart and you get one half and you get another. I'm paraphrasing and making it short. And basically the lady that um, who had rolled over and killed her baby, she was like, okay, that's fair. And the woman whose child that really was, uh, she was like, no, you take the baby. She would rather for that baby to live because that was someone she had given birth to. That was her child, and she loved that child. And so she'd rather lose that child and give it up instead of that child losing his life. And Solomon put that test before them because he knew that this is how a mother would respond to her baby, at least those two, because he had the wisdom that he needed to judge a situation rightly. So wisdom does not go by the hearing of ears. But the righteousness he shall judge the poor. So he did. He heard them speaking. Solomon did, but he didn't pay attention to them. That woman was like, "That's my baby." No, that's my baby. Okay, when you're hearing all this noise, what do you believe? Because one is true and one is not. And oftentimes, because we have lived in a place of hearing so many lies, we believe the lies. We started living in the lies. They started to shape our belief system. And this is where we talk about so many times we have to unlearn some things and start renewing our mind according to the word of God so that we can start manifesting the power of God in our lives and start living the abundant life. And I'm not talking about stuff, but the abundant life that he said we would be able to live. Why do we not have peace when he said, my peace I give unto you? Why do we not have joy when he has given us the fruit of the Spirit that encompasses love, peace, and joy, and everything else that we need, and we see that we can appropriate part of the seven spirits of wisdom and understanding and might and counsel because he's living on the inside of us in fullness, not partially. Thank you, Brother E. Anybody else have anything, any comments? Hey, Lisa. Hey, Glow. This is Glory. Hey, hey. I, I was, I have been blessed by this entire declaration. Um, but one of the parts that stuck, that, that stuck with me or I keeps coming back to mind is about how God's eyes, the spirit of God, the spirit of God being his eyes, and going to and fro looking for the opportunity to bless yes. those who are whose hearts are perfect. That's the way Second Corinthians yes. um come on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you it for looking at whose hearts are perfect towards mm-hmm. him. I'm like, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you don't you, you don't judge my heart by what come on. even I judge it or other people judge it, but it's by what you see. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. Thank you for your favor being upon our lives. So I, I bless God. I thank God for the word and how he has blessed us. And he has really blessed us immensely through Declare Victory. And um, the book that you're going to write, mm-hmm, books that you're going to write. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to, to them because we know they'll be full of wisdom, the wisdom of God. So God bless you, sister. I love you so much. I'll talk to you I later. Too. Thank you, sis. You know, um, when I was doing this, you, you bring up a point I thought about, too, with the heart. You know how God, when, when he sent Samuel out to choose the next king because he already knew that he 
um, departed from from Saul because of his disobedience that um, the Spirit of the Lord had left him, so he no longer had the ability to lead with wisdom, right, or the ability to apply the knowledge that he did have. He wasn't a dumb man, but he had disobeyed, and so that can, can knock us out, if you will, um, of, of the race or set us back. Um, for him, he got knocked out. God rejected him. Um, but when he went to look for a replacement, he went and he looked Samuel did, the prophet. He looked on all of Jesse's sons, and that's why it goes back to even Isaiah 11, talking about there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. So that ties it all in. It was making me think about that. Um, So thank you for bringing that out, Gloria, that he looked on all the ones that looked great, but God had to tell him, look, you're looking on the outer appearance of man, but I look on the heart. And isn't it ironic or isn't it amazing um, and incredibly fascinating to me that David is a man after God's own heart? Did David blow it with some women? Absolutely. But did that change the fact that he is a man after God's own heart? Not at all. David was on the backside of the mountain writing love letters, most of the psalms that we read, writing love letters and songs and psalms and hymns and some lamentations later on to God. He loved him, and that's what we, um, a position, a place, a heart posture that we need to be so much in love with God that um, we're not concerned about the stuff, and the stuff is just, it really becomes irrelevant. It doesn't mean that we do it and don't pay attention to it. However, it doesn't change the fact of how God feels about us, and we've said that. Dion says that a lot, too. It doesn't change the fact how God feels about us, and he does feel. He loves us with an everlasting love, an unconditional love that is not based on um, what we do. And the thing is, we love him, so we want to do things that are pleasing before him. The scripture says we love him, so we'll keep his commandments. If you love me, just do what I ask you to do. Why? Because he knows what he is asking us to do is for our good. Thank you, Gloria. Anybody else? Any comments, any questions, anything? Amen. Well, thank you. What time is it? 7.42? All right. You get a little bit of change back this morning. If nobody else has anything, one last call. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Pat. Hi, Sister Pat. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 blessed. Thank you. I've been blessed by this by this declaration, okay. and, and I thank you so. That's all I had to say. Uh, I'm, I'm in, I wrote some notes down for the uh, the seven, you know, yes. and and yes, and, and it's just really good. And what I really like is is how you put them two together with the spirits and 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 the wisdom, you know. And you came across, and I have some really good notes here and passages okay. to read upon. So I yeah. really appreciate all you're doing for me and, and for everyone on this line, actually. And, yeah. and, and, dear Lord, we lift her up. We lift Lisa up, dear Lord, and thanking you, dear God, for her, sweet Jesus. We thank yeah. you for, for Lisa's and what she's done for us, dear God, and giving us the knowledge. And I thank you so much. And and that's all I have to say. Well, praise God, Sister Pat, and thanks be unto God. He is the one that always causes us to triumph. And here we are. Yes. 
using everything that he gives us to each other. And every time we empty out, I believe, it makes room for him to pour into us. And it's just about being mm-hmm. faithful for what he's called us to do. And so as we make room for more, we got to give. And so as we help one another, there are just so many things that we just don't know. And except we come together and be able to share like this, that's why I love this platform, um, it'd be yeah. Sometimes to do it, but <laughs> however, um, it goes on six days a week, and um, yeah. um, it's nothing but God, absolutely. Um, blessing. So, thank you. Sir. I get you, yeah. you know, I really enjoy the classes. I'm, I'm you know, I'm in another class and in this different class, but what gets me is like there's so there's a lot of people on this line who mm-hmm. are, are blessed. Yeah. And, and, and know and know the knowledge of even the men. I yeah. would love to hear from you know. I love to hear from a lot of the men, you yeah. know, because in fact it's in their favor to strengthen us. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah. I think I got that right. Yes, but, ma'am. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is just really? yeah. And, uh, it, it, and, and I mean, go ahead. It's just just that alone. It's good. It's all good. It's good to hear from them. And all those with knowledge. My sister, she got knowledge. You know, come on. I mean, mine's going to be coming. I know mine's coming soon. Listen, um, it's but, there. Know. What we just talked about, just ask <laughs> and appropriate. Okay. Yes, yes, Look, yes, you're yes, greater yes. than you believe you are. You really are. <laughs> yes. Oh, Say that to everyone on the call. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Thank you yeah. so much. God bless you. God bless you too, sis. Yeah, I think this is what you see um, in, in a body operating. Um, we have teachers on the call. We have um, apostles and pastors and leaders on the call. We have um, people that lay persons, and that's not a slight at all, but people who bring in um, the various gifts that he has given us, and we come together and we function as a body. We have administrators, and we have, you know, people behind the scene, and we have the ones that come in and that help facilitate and move along. Um, We have those that are sitting behind us kind of orchestrating some things. Um, And none of this would have been possible except um, Dion would have not said yes, right? It wouldn't have been possible in this particular setting with this group of people together. And so we're just grateful, right? And and what it shows us is what One Yes can do um, almost seven years later, just being obedient, even when you want to quit, even when you don't feel like it, even when I'm saying this is my last declaration, and I'm sure some other people have said that or whatever, just because of stuff in life, whatever. It's like, okay, we just got to keep going until he come back. And I believe this is how we are found with oil in our lamp like the ten versions. There were five that were foolish and there were five that was wise. I'm sorry if I'm messing up somebody's declaration in the future, but that's a good thing to talk about with those ten versions, right? Um yes. that that they weren't prepared and they didn't have oil in their lamp and they weren't found in faith in doing what he called them to do when he returned and so they got shut out. I want to be found in faith and doing what he told me to do. That's why I just can't sit back and just do nothing even when I don't want to because I know he's put some stuff in me that I need to share, and he's put some stuff in you all that we need to share with the body of Christ. You know, and what gets me is like right now in this day and time, the Lord is looking down on us real Come on. great. Yeah. You know, he is down on us, and it's a lot of folks just don't realize it. You know, and so it gives me the opportunity to go ahead and learn more. Yeah. You know, you know, you know I'm, I'm like, I'm stuck in in this house, 
I'm a musician. <laughs> you know, okay. I play music. You know, I can't even do my church stuff. You mm. know, and, and but but I'm here. So yeah. I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn right. about my worship, or my praising. I'm here to learn about my God. Jesus Come on God. now. Yeah. You know, so, and this is the time. This, mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been the time, but this is right. definitely right. Now here. time meets opportunity, right? Opportunity right? and time have run smack dab into each other. They yeah, have. So, yeah, we got opportunity to do a lot of things, to learn some things, recognizing that the church is on the inside of us. And I think we got so lost and caught up in doing church that we didn't, we weren't being the church. That's just my thought, I'm just saying, in some aspects. Not everybody. I know it's not everybody's story, but, but it is just in reality in some cases. And so just being, being able to put a pause on it so that we can get back to the basics, get back to our first love, get back to what's really important, um, and not being so distracted and so all over the place and, you know, yes. doing too much. So, yeah, um, at that time. I have one more time. Go yes. ahead. You know. I just I feel so good about this, and I thank the Lord. I thank the God, my God, for it, Jesus Christ. My mama got baptized at the Jordan River. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> okay, and and what was brought upon that was from the elder, Elder Claiborne. He came back and told her. He said, "This will come through your family, your generation. Mom, your mother, her being baptized." And I don't know how to say it, but I know my mm. sister probably not to say it. But it mm. it goes, it generates through the whole family. Yeah, part you of saying a precedence, yeah, and a legacy, yeah, yeah. And like we pass on curses, we can pass on blessings as well. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, sis. And who's your sister? You keep making reference uh, to her. Uh, Priscilla, Priscilla Wiles. Oh, Priscilla, Priscilla. right, Pat Priscilla. Okay, amen. <laughs> anyway. I'm sleepy Good morning. this morning. Sorry, hi. I'm just groggy. Um, yeah, that's my sister. And it's so good to hear her sound. And I'm yes, I'm yes. listening to her, and I'm hearing the sound, and it's a change as beyond. Glory, yes. You know, all, just a short time, and you guys are, I've always said this, you guys are amazing. I'm just trying to keep up right now. She gives me way too much credit. I can deal with her. But when I come when I you know when I come to this table, God's pushing me to a totally different understanding and relationship with him. And it's way overdue and it's time for all of us, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Like, That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. We've been ready. We've been hungry. We've been thirsting. He says, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be fed. And he is doing not, um, uh, he ain't wasting no time and, and, and not short shortchanging us on feeding us, right? It's just a matter of us showing up and desiring to be fed and then digging in. And then when we get fed, feeding others. Thank you, Pat, for sharing. And thank you, Priscilla, yeah. for sharing. Yeah. God bless. God bless you both. Priscilla, stop putting yourself down. You right, you running with the horsemen. Listen, we all got something to contribute. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to put myself down. I just feel like you know, you know how you just, you like you said, a lot of times you be lagging. You know what you should do, and you you should mm-hmm. be doing it. Now I'm doing it, and yeah, um, it's, oh, it's, it's, an, <laughs> it's an exciting time. But yet, at the same time, you go, wow, Lord, there's so much for me. I mean, I agree with what everyone said. This, your declaration was like a roller coaster. But that's, the, that's, that's your mind. God has given you such a, a different mind. You know, it's a gift. Your mind is in itself, the way you uh, 
teach and the way you deliver the word, it's always an abundant plate full of, of a, a table full, and you're just trying to grab what you can okay, at that moment. Right. <laughs> and yeah. me. Let me just talk for myself. I can't talk for nobody else. I'm talking for me. So I just try to grab what I can and listen intently. But it, it's always, in my opinion, when I hear from you, it's always going to be, and there are others too, on the, uh, other declares that when I go back, I have to study you. I have to sit back and ponder. And that's not that's a wonderful thing. But okay, that's just yeah. if that God gives you. That's just the thing. So I'm like that too. I love to be challenged. I love to hear something I have never heard that makes me go, hmm, let me look that up. Uh, really? So and and um unfortunately, not unfortunately. Um I don't wanna I Never mind. Anyway, yeah, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I, I believe that there's so much out there that we can be challenged by the word. And and let me just say that I love to be challenged to go and pick up my word, to go study for myself, um, because I know God is not a respecter of persons and that he will absolutely um, feed us if we want to be fed again. So thank you for that, and, and I thank God for that. And I think that's just an example of how we all make contributions to the body. And for some, I might be too much, right? And for some, I might, you know, talk a little too fast. And for some, I might talk on a frequency where they can't just pick it up. And that's okay, because I'm not the only voice on the call. And I think that's the beauty as well of love, like in life and victory. And it's also the beauty of not just um, six days a week in the morning, but almost um, five or six days in the evening, where we have at least for sure five days in the evening, um, where we have calls as well. So there is opportunity if you want to grow, to grow and to not do this thing by yourself, that we can walk it out together like we do on Thursday nights and we can be crazy and wild on Friday nights and um, still get the word and we can go on Monday morning evenings and have the marriage matters calls and then Pastor um, um, LaBelle does the Tuesday night Bible study and I'm not sure if the women are still warring on Wednesday nights, but there's something for us all. So when I say no excuse I just mean that we have opportunity and we have access and for the most part it don't cost nobody nothing except for the moderator the Dion and um, administrators and those that are helping and that here's another plug we're eating so well and we have to be responsible stewards to steward well over what God has given us he started it with Dion but he's given it to all of us and we have a responsibility to take care of it So I want to encourage those that can to sow into the ministry. We make the announcements, but I just want to reiterate that. If it's it's blessed you in any way, if it's helped to change your life, and we hear that from the testimonies of so many, um, you would want to sow into that, and that's a part of being a a good steward and even part of doing um, business wisely um, and not even shrewdly and not even robbing what's rightfully, um, I want to say deserved, right? It's like not muzzling the ox. God forbid the call would have to end because we can't pay the the monthly fee for the phone line or whatever, and and it's been such a blessing. So, amen. That was a side note, but thank you anyway. Amen on that. Amen on that. Sometimes I try to sow so much, I I I try to sow in to declare victory every month. And if I can sow every day that I'm on the line, I do it then. (laughs) 
Well, praise God. Thank you for that. And and on behalf of Dion and, and others, um, I want to thank you. And thank you to all that have sown, because I, I recognize that some do so. Um, and let me tell you this. If you feel a little bit guilty, you might need to sow. That's just God's way of sometimes. It's really conviction. It's not condemnation. Don't don't look at it that way. It's a little conviction of the Holy Spirit to just sow and give. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for saying that too, Pat. Anybody else? We're going to go ahead and um, wrap it up. Um, anybody have anything? There's some scriptures I use about giving, and it's about, you know, the liberal soul shall be made fat. So as we are liberal and give, he will replenish us. And if we cast our bread upon the waters, not many days it shall return unto us. And give, and it will be given unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. That was really talking about the art of forgiveness, but it really deals with the law of reciprocity, that we just can't be God's giving, and it's better to give than to receive. But we know that in giving we shall receive. We don't give to receive, but it's just the way that God has orchestrated, just like a law of gravity, what goes up has to come down. That law of sowing and reaping is absolutely, I tell you from my life, personal experience, it is absolutely true, and I cannot outgive God. He always, always continues, even in the ways I haven't sown, even in the places I haven't, He turns around and blesses me and gives back more than I've even given time and time again. So that's just an encouragement for those um, that need some encouragement to give. And not just to declare victory. Give, give, give. Give of your time. Give of your talents. Give of your abilities. Give of your gifts because the body needs it, right? So for those of you sitting on your gifts, the body needs your gifts. I love you all. Thank God for you all. Thank you for listening and tuning in. I pray that something was said to bless you, and I pray that it did not confuse you um, because that is not my desire. So um, if nothing else, I want to go ahead and close us in prayer. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. Father, let your word be sealed and established in our heart. We thank you how you binded us together in love. And you said by this, will men know that we are your disciples by the love that we have one towards another. I pray that you continue to strengthen us and that you continue to keep us together on one accord, God, that we continue to strive and press for the mark of the prize of the high calling, that we don't quit because we recognize that you've already given us the victory. And, God, we thank you for wisdom, this wisdom series, that you would teach us how to not lean to our own understanding, but in all of our ways to acknowledge you, that you said you would direct our path. So we ask you for wisdom this day, and not just the wisdom that you would give us to have favor with you, God, but wisdom from your spirit, Father. Thank you. Thank you that we already have it on the inside of us, and we allow and give you permission to manifest yourself strong and mighty on the inside of us. We yield to you, Holy Spirit, and we ask you to use us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Love you all. Have a good day. Amen. Bye. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you so much for your comments. Amen. Be blessed, everyone.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared. Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking 
speaking the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared. Supporting one another, a living faith. 